Hello and welcome to the Air That I Breathe podcast. My name's Jody Howe. I'm still alive. I'm still here. I still have a podcast. I still have a ministry. I still love the Lord God with all my heart and all my soul, all my mind and all my strength. That's Mark 12, 30 through 31. My last podcast I probably recorded in September, but it was uploaded on October 3rd of 2022. That was the last time I embraced my ministry because for the months to come, well, they became the worst months of my life. So I'll give you the timeline. In August of 2022, my husband lost his job. In November of 2022, my oldest daughter, who has been struggling with her gender identity, decided she was going to follow through and start transitioning to a male. In December of 2022, my husband came to me and said, we are broke. We need to sell the home. In January of 2023, put the house on the market and sold our home. And in the midst of that, had to make the hard decision to put our 11 and a half year old German Shepherd Loki down to let him go pain free into heaven. In February of 2023, the day before we were moving into our new rental home, My husband of 25 years looked me straight in the face and said, I don't want to be married. I'm not moving with you. I'm moving to another state. Life got hard, hard pressed. It was probably one of the most, and still is, what I will consider the valley of the shadow of death. And I honestly, with my whole heart, can sit here in June of 2023 and tell you that this was a God thing. And as shocking as it may come to some of you who are listening that don't understand how the hardest pain can turn into the most abundant of blessings, well, keep listening. I am not at all going to suggest that when that particular moment happened where I had to start to really take control of my life because I didn't necessarily have anyone to lean on. I will tell you that I have been nothing but intentional about my walk with Jesus Christ. From 2009, when I came to him in faith, It has been a beautiful, hard, glorious journey learning about this relationship. So I can honestly say that with this hard-pressed situation, the Lord has given me an incredible endurance to walk through it with as much grace, dignity, and most especially reliance on Jesus. I'm going to take a quote from a 
devotional that I got off the Bible app, which is by Christine Kane. So I'm going to give her the cred for what I'm about to say, but it, it will help you to understand what I needed to do through these last few months to honestly walk now in a place of spiritual freedom, mental freedom, acceptance, and believe it or not, excitement. So she had written this and it just spoke so, so deep to my spirit. And it must be through something she walked through, but I can relate. I began walking in faith by encamping myself in what I call a faith cocoon. It's when I proactively decided to stay diligent in the word, listen to worship music continuously, and only allow faith-filled voices to speak into my life about a particular situation. I knew to speak only faith. I had learned that we either feed fear or we feed faith, and that I had the power to choose which one I would feed. So I fed my faith. I ran to God and not away from God. I fought the good fight of faith. Friends, that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I continue to do because I didn't have a choice. God has been working in my life for years now and has been teaching me, guiding me, discerning me, showing me that a life outside of him is purposeless, but a life in him is purposeful. So I had to, and I wanted to, and I found peace through staying in that faith cocoon. When I was walking in this valley, the Lord was speaking to me through the pain, through the suffering, through the heartache. This is exactly what the Lord said to me. I wrote it down. It is on my wall in my office. And I want to share it with you because I do believe we hear from the Lord. And I believe that the more open we are to hearing from him, how fruitful and beautiful his words, how they can speak to us in ways that we so desperately need to hear them. So as I was living in the first few days of a separation with all of the emotions. This is what the Lord said to me. Because I want to reiterate that for years we have been in turmoil. And there's been good times, but oh wow, there has been bad times. And so many times in my heart, in my spirit, I knew it wasn't right. But I wanted to be obedient to Scripture and it says that when you are unequally yoked, and yes, my husband was, and as far as I know now, continuously an unbeliever, you are to stay in the marriage as long as it's not abusive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Adultery, all of those things. Well, I wanted to be obedient to God, but it finally rang true that it was time to leave. And so this is what the Lord said to me, Jody, get out of the way. Be still and heal through me. I know the desires of your heart. I'm working through your pain. 
It will not be forever. I have your family and sorrows under my complete control. My promises are true and will prevail. I am building your ministry to more than you could ever imagine. Stay close to me and keep referencing Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him with all your ways and he will set those paths straight. And the Lord said to me, I love you, Father, God. I wrote it down. It's right on my wall, right next to my office to remind me that he is working through my pain. So I had started a series called Life Verses, and the next verse that was to be was going to be Psalm 23, which I will speak to, but for some reason right now the Lord is telling me that 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 through 9, which a friend of mine, Patty Davis, speaks to. In fact, she just released a book called Hard Pressed But Not Crushed. I strongly suggest you go check out her book. It's fantastic. It is so filled with testimony, hope, love, endurance. It's beautiful. And she has taught me so much. Those scriptures, although the other scriptures that I spoke to as life verses, each one of those verses came through and were lifelines to this particular season in my life. But I find that the hard-pressed life is one that's going to happen continuously because we're in a broken world with with broken people, with non-believers, with people that try to control their own lives and all of the things that that happen on planet Earth, which God knew and prepared us for. But I find this to be just very relevant because we need to be able to understand God's word so it is filed in our brain when these hard times hit to remind us that it's not about us and it's not about the hard It's about God and what he can do through those hard times. So in this particular scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 through 9 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Keynote right there. It's the power of God, not us. So whatever I would try to do to keep that marriage alive, God was saying, no, it is not helping my purpose in your life. So get out of the way so I can follow through what I have promised, which is an abundant life in my son. So the second part of that scripture is we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. How beautiful is it that as hard as this situation has been and will probably always be because it's a part of my life that I, a chapter that I had to close with heartbreak, I wasn't crushed. Maybe in the moments when he told me he was out, my husband, when he wanted the divorce and he asked and he went away, maybe I was crushed for a very short period of time. But at the end of the day, it became a hard pressing situation. It wasn't breaking me entirely because I was in, I was reminded of the power of God. I had God coming to me through fellowship, through sisterhoods, through his word, through worship music, through all of those things, that faith cocoon was from God. So it was hard pressing. It was lonely. It was heartbreaking, but it didn't crush me to the point where I couldn't survive. 
The second part of that verse is perplexed, but not in despair. For a while there, I was confused. I was uncertain. I was overwhelmed. But it didn't despair me to the point of wanting to end my life. It didn't bring such despair that I wanted to stop doing the things that God had given me as tools in ministry, as a mother, as a daughter. I wasn't desperate because God is not the God of confusion. He is the God of clarity. He is the God of peace. And the peace that surpasses all understanding that he gave me during this awful season was mind-blowing. And so incredibly beautiful because on the outside, people were looking at me with such sympathy and empathy and compassion and sadness. And don't think that those were not felt and appreciated. But at the end of the day, I knew that God had a purpose for this because because my soon-to-be ex-husband is broken and he doesn't know Jesus. Wow, this next one, persecuted but not abandoned. I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to say it with boldness, even though I feared having this kind of transparency, but the main reason why my husband has left me is because of my faith in Jesus Christ. That's the God's honest truth because that's exactly what he told me. So yeah, that's first world persecution right there. But the thing is, I will die on the hill that is Jesus. But most especially, he already died for this. During this persecution, he did not and has not and will not abandon me. He has been there from the second of the breakup to this moment right now. He has shown me his faithfulness, his goodness, his abundant life, and his peace that surpasses all understanding. He has shown me that my loyalty, obedience, and surrender to Jesus Christ is where and how I will persevere. And most especially, he has given me clarity and hope that he is working my broken heart out for good. And so that particular phrase in this scripture has been probably the most poignant of this particular season of my life. The final part of that scripture is struck down, but not destroyed. That timeline I gave you certainly sounds like one strike after another. And believe me, it was. And it's a sad part of my story. But it will not destroy me because I serve a God, an everlasting God that is the God of hope, the God of love, the God of faith, the God of the universe who will make my heart whole again. Because even though the enemy had some ways to lurk his way into bringing me insecurities, breaking down my confidence, making me feel hopeless, making me feel as though all of those years were wasted years, feeling criticized, feeling like a loser, feeling useless, confusion, foolishness. Most definitely I felt vulnerable and basic sadness. God showed me what it felt like to trust, to hope, to stay fervent in prayer, 
reminding me that my heart will be whole again because he's the God of good and he is working this out for good. And most definitely his grace was and will always be sufficient no matter what you are walking through. And even though I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he gave me the ability to fear no evil because he was with me and his rod and his staff did in fact comfort me. Although the enemy wanted to make me feel like damaged goods, like there was no hope for love on earth again, the Lord has shown me that I am a new creation in him and his will for my life is not a will of loneliness. It is a a will of hope and of comfort. And I do believe I will love again. I needed to be fully, obediently, fearlessly surrendering everything to him. In Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who feel crushed in spirit. Scripture says are crushed, but I'm saying feel crushed because I felt it, but it didn't crush me. And most especially, I desperately trusted in Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That is such a good God. Friends, I, I wanted to be transparent as much as I can. There are some things I mentioned in the timeline that are hard and heavy. And God willing, we'll speak a little more deeply to them in the future. But right now, I just wanted to share with you why I've needed this eight, nine months of a break. You know, some of my followers are people that know the Lord. I believe there's people out there listening that are interested and curious, but aren't really in that deep walk. And that's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. I was you 12, 13 years ago. And I get it. But the reason why I'm being so transparent and honest and open about this really sad time in my life is because I I believe that that is why we are here on planet Earth to learn, to grow, and to prosper spiritually. And it is only through the hard times, the broken times, and the pain that we see the reality and the possibility of God. And I am, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am so grateful. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm saying it right here, right now. I am so grateful for what the Lord has done in this last year, because look at where he's brought me. He has brought me to a place of hope and a place of strength and endurance. And I've I've never felt so in love with Jesus that I do at this very moment right now. I love him so much. He is so good, friends. Please, 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 if you are at all interested and curious of this Jesus, please go back and listen to some of my old podcasts. Keep following me on Instagram, which is Jody M. Howe. That's my Instagram. My website's a mess right now. I'm working on some incredible projects. God has laid an incredible book on my heart that I am so excited. It is going to be good, but I have to take everything with a Jesus stride because I, I, I just putting this podcast out alone has been one of the hardest things I've had to do for a very long time. And 
I'm sitting in my office, a room that I have avoided for months because of the fear of being open and honest and transparent. So in God's timing, these beautiful, fruitful projects will come out. But in the meantime, you're caught up. God is so good amidst the storms in life. He is a good God. So I just want to pray right now for anyone and everyone that just needs hope because that word is such a powerful word for so many reasons. Father God, just thank you. Thank you for the endurance that I can lean on by making the effort from the day you saved my life that I started to become curious of who you were, curious of your word, started to learn about prayer, started to learn about the Bible, started to learn about this relationship and what surrender, obedience, and dependence on you really looks like. When we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you are the hope. You are the comfort. I am a testimony to that. And anyone who is listening to this, I just want them to know that it's not what happens to you in life. It is how you handle it. And I strongly suggest you handle it through Jesus. It is the only way that you will find that your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength will come to a beautiful fruition of peace that surpasses all understanding. So Lord, I just, anyone who is seeking all they need to do is look up to you and say, God, I need you right here, right now, and in the powerful name of Jesus. You will show up. I love you. I love all these listeners, and I am so grateful that you have given me a platform to be able to share that there is a heart of hope when our lives are driven by you. In the name of your beautiful, powerful, Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.